Welcome to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast with your host, Mr. G. For those about to learn, we salute you. Hello, party people. Thank you for joining us today on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, where we are changing the world one classroom at a time. That classroom is your classroom. I'm your host, Jared Geller, Mr. G, and today we're trying out something new. This episode is the first in a three-part series, part one of a three-part series, on the story of your year. So what does that mean, the story of your year? Well, I love movies and screenplays and TV shows and just storytelling in general. So my mind tends to put things into three acts and a three-act structure. So I was thinking if the school year was a movie, what would those three acts be? What would they revolve around? And we all know at the end of the movie, the main character saves the day. The main character learns something about themselves and grows and uses what they've learned to, to save the day, to be a new person, a better person by the end of it. Isn't that kind of like a school year right there? So it got me thinking, what should the three acts of the school year be? And so the first act is what we're talking about today. And all three acts revolve around a student's potential and your classroom's potential. So act one, discovering potential. Your students are discovering their own potential. That's what we're talking about today. Act two, they're going to be unlocking their potential. They're going to be understanding how they can use the things that they've learned in the real world. Act three, unleashing that potential, actually using the things that they've learned, actually taking advantage of how they've grown throughout the year to make the world a better place, to create things that are going to have a lasting impact on the world. They're going to help other people. And that's what there should be projects involved in that in the third act of the year. And we'll get into that later in part three of this three-part series. So for now, let's get into act one of a perfect school year, discovering your classroom, discovering their own potential, your students discovering their potential. Act one, here we go. Action. What is your class's story? Where do they start when they walk in your room? What do they know? Where do they end when they leave on the final day? Who are they? What is their journey throughout the year to get there? Along the way, as in every great story, the hero, the main character, the protagonist, your students, they're going to face some challenges. They're going to face some struggles along the way. But together, with their supporting cast, you know, their family, their friends, their parents, and you, the teacher, they're going to learn, they're going to grow, and they're going to discover something deep about who they are along the way. So go with them on this adventure. Learning is an adventure. I say it all the time. It's a journey. So turn your classroom into a storybook tale where everyone all the kids leave as heroes at the end, where everyone grows and discovers something new about themselves, where they can take the things they learn, apply it to their lives, apply it to their circumstances, solve their problems, save the day, and sometimes even saving the world. So when students have discovered and unlocked their potential, act one, act two, today we're doing discover, they can then begin to create the solutions for other people's problems. So one, they discover who they are, what they care about, and what they want to do in the world. Act two, they discover how they can do something in the world, how they can use what they've learned, what they love, use their passions to go forward. And act three, helping other people that have the same passions or have the same problems, helping those people and create solutions for them, create or preventing problems from before they even arise or just making those people happy because by inventing something that would make you happy, something along those lines, that's unleashing their potential. That's the third act. So... I'll go into it again real fast. Act one, discover potential, discovering who you are, learning your passions, learning the roles that you can play in a team, in the class, in the school, in the community, in the world, and discovering how you can make an impact and change that world. 
Act two, unlocking potential. Unlocking potential by using all that you've learned and applying it to your life, solving those problems. And when I say you, I'm talking about your students. I'm doing this as if I'm as if I'm kind of talking to kids right now, but just because it makes it easier to tell the story. So just go along with that. So act two, unlocking the potential by using all that you've learned, all that you've all, all the ways that you've grown in your class and starting to apply that to the world, understanding that you can solve problems that you face by learning the solution. So just like in a story or in a movie, the main character is using the things that they've learned to save the day, to solve small problems before they have to take on the big, the big fish, the big third act, the big, ba the big baddie or the big thing they have to overcome within themselves, whatever it is. Not that your kids are going to have a big giant obstacle at the end of the year, but that's because they're just going to be such rock stars and such superstars that nothing's ever going to get in their way. So act two, unlocking their potential, giving them the tools to take care of themselves, to make themselves happy. And then act three, unleashing that potential. Stop problem, stopping problems from ever happening before they ever happen. Create the solutions, invent the next big thing and be an entrepreneur, a doctor, a scientist, a fitness expert, solve problems for other people, help other people with the things that you're passionate about. Unleash your potential on the world. That's the three-act structure of your year. That's the three-act structure for your students, and that's what they're going to be going through as they go through this, this perfect school year. And now we're going to get into our mindset shift, which is all about how our original mindset, our old mindset, the first part of the school year is to help students discover that school isn't such a scary place. Help them discover that school isn't so bad. It's not so bad to be away from your mom and dad help them learn the rules, help them learn how, how school works, how it works to be in a classroom. That's still kind of the mindset here, but the new mindset is to help students discover that school can help them change the world. Jump right in and be like, guys, school is amazing. Don't start with school's not so bad, give it a chance. I know you miss mom and dad. Jump right in, make them not forget about mom and dad, but make them forget that they're worried about that kind of stuff and make the classroom super fun, super engaging, super energizing, help students discover their potential right away. And why should we do this? Because kids can be convinced that something is cool just with the right tone and energy. So convince them that school is cool and they'll be excited to come and learn each day. They won't even remember that they were worried. Me and my kids, we would joke about it all the time by the end of the year or even halfway through the year. Like, hey, remember when you used to come in and you'd be upset that you didn't want to be at school? Because they'd be saying, Mr. G, I love school. I love learning. And be like, remember when you were crying at the beginning of the year? And they'd be like, oh yeah, that was, that was funny. Like, like it's a totally different person. And that's another part of, the three-act structure shows how much they've grown and learned and how much they've grown as people to look back and laugh at, oh, I can't believe I was crying at the beginning of the year last year uh, or the beginning of the year this year thinking that school was a scary place when school is so awesome. And that's where they'll be by the end of the year. So new mind, old mindset, first part of school is to help students discover that it's not such a scary place the first couple weeks. Forget that and say, okay, the first couple weeks, definitely that's not scary. Not only is it not scary, it's the coolest place ever. It can help you change the world, school. It can be one of the greatest things. Learning can just be one of the greatest things that you could ever do. And school is a place where all you get to do is learn. How cool is that? And make sure that they understand that it is cool. And that's what we're going to get into right now with our strategies. So each strategy is going to begin with the word discover because we are discovering your students are discovering their potential in this part of the year. And I just want to be clear that act one, it's not necessarily a three, the three acts is not broken into thirds. Act one for me was the first half of the school year. So it was 
the first 90 days in Oklahoma City that was from beginning of August till the end of December. Uh, I know that's not going to be the schedule for most people or some people, but anyway, just the first 90 days, that is my that is the first act. That's what I'm envisioning when we get into these strategies. So just just a little preface there. Strategy number 1, discover what you'll learn. And this is talking to your students of so what are they going to learn? Have your students discover what they're going to learn. So introduce them to school, help them master procedures, help them build anticipation. School is going to be awesome. So one of the biggest things that I would do is that I would strike a deal. I would say, here's all the fun that we're going to have this year. And I would show them all the things we're going to learn. I would show them all the toys. I would show them all the centers that we're going to open up eventually. I would show them all the things they're going to get to see, videos, pictures, all the things they're going to get to see throughout the year and get to play with and get to learn and get to do, old crafts, everything that you can think of. I would show them all that. I would show them as much stuff as I could to get them excited, but then say, hey guys, we can learn all this, but only if y'all listen and y'all learn and y'all behave. And this is what that looks like. This is what listening looks like. This is what learning looks like. This is what sitting right looks like. This is what walking through the hallway looks like. Behaving looks like. These are the expectations. And if you do all that, then we're going to have an awesome time this year. But if you can't, then we won't ever get around to the fun. So what do you guys want to do? You want to have fun? Or do you want to spend all year learning how to act in school? Or do you want to get that down right, right away, super fast, so we can get to the fun? So right away, students are saying, you've shown them what they're going to learn. You said, here's what you're going to learn. And here's how you're going to get there, but you have to help me out. So you've already basically made a deal with them. You've shown them. You've got them excited. You've built the anticipation. And then you're saying, I want to have all this fun, but we can only have it if y'all behave and y'all follow procedures. And this gets your procedures down so fast. And all you have to do is live up to your end of the deal. Like I was saying before, kids can be convinced that in the mindset shift, kids can be convinced that something is cool with the right tone and energy, convince them that school is cool. We have all the resources in the world to persuade students that learning and school is cool. You don't have to show them the boring parts of school. You don't have to show them the stuff that they're going to have to do when they get older and you know, busy work and homework that they're not going to want to do and memorizing stuff and studying for tests and reading textbooks. Maybe that's stuff that's not the fun part of school. You don't have to show them the not, show them the glamorous part of learning. Show them all the fun stuff because we are trying to persuade our, them that learning is awesome. Inspire them that school is cool. Give students the best first impression of school so they want to come back every year, each year, wanting to learn more, do more, because they know what can happen and how cool school can be. That's the kind of classroom that we want to set it in preschool or kindergarten or first grade. So when they come into the year, Boom, right away. Discover what you'll learn. Tell them, here's all the stuff we're going to learn. Make it awesome on your end. And then tell them, okay, guys, okay, y'all, listen up. If we want to learn this, we have to get all these procedures down. And then students will respond. They'll get it down because they want to have this awesome classroom that you've just described to them. They want to discover more about all the stuff that you just introduced. So strategy number one, help your students discover all the things they're going to learn. Strategy number two, help your students discover who they are and what their role is and how they fit into the classroom and what their role is in school. So that means going over procedures, teaching them the right kind of behavior. That means being sometimes being a pretty strict disciplinarian, not necessarily strict, but consistent. Always be consistent because we are modeling self-discipline for our students. You are When you are disciplining, it's not because you're being strict or because you are uh, punishing your students is because you are modeling self-discipline so they can learn it themselves, so they can be disciplined adults, self-disciplined adults, which is a skill that a lot of 
a lot of adults, a lot of kids, pretty much everybody could use more self-discipline. So go over procedures, get them down perfect, and make them fun. I mean, procedures can definitely be fun. What we did in our class is I took a circle, I laminated, cut out a circle, laminated it, and we walked through the hallways and made them steering wheels. And by the end of it, if kids could walk after a week of practicing in the hallway, if kids could walk through the hallway nicely and stay in line and stay in their lane, they got a little driver's license where I took their picture and pasted it on a driver's license and uh, laminated that. So they got their driver's license and they were ready to go and they were expert drivers. And if kids couldn't do that, then maybe they had to hold someone else's hand while they were chaperoned, while they were uh, um, chauffeured around, or they, they had to ride in the passenger seat. So they had to hold somebody's hand until they could learn to walk by themselves. So that way you can let other kids also uh, exert leadership, show leadership skills and help help the kids that are having trouble walking in the hall, help them walk with them and show them the right way so they can begin to be leaders in the classroom already. And that's one of the roles that they'll learn to take. And so in my school year, we started the year, first couple of weeks, all about school, teamwork, what is a team, leadership, confidence. We talked about being confident and being sure of yourself and working in a team and having that support system and that we're all in this together and we're all in school together and we're there to have fun and we're there to learn and make friends. And that's really, really important. So discover who you are within the class culture, discover how the class works. And those kinds of things mean learning procedures, getting the behavior down, learning how the class is a team, learning what the expectations are. Your expectations as a teacher need to be high expectations and consistent and high expectations for not just academic, but for behavior too, because you can't have high expectations for academic stuff and have high expectations for critical thinking, but then allow baby behavior to, to happen because it all, it all builds on itself. It all builds on each other. So we need high expectations and consistent to model that self-discipline, discipline model, self-discipline. And with that, you're going to build a really strong classroom culture. You're going to show your students exact. They're going to discover what school is all about, what the class is all about, what teamwork is all about, and what being in your classroom specifically is all about and how they can be and what their role is there. Are they leaders? Of course, they're going to be leaders. So where are they going to be leaders? Where is the spot that they fit best in the classroom? Where do they feel most natural? Help them discover who they are, making friends, finding their role, helping them learn. These are all things that are happening at the beginning of the year. Strategy number three, discover learning all around you. Help your students discover that there is learning everywhere. So for example, my curriculum, and you can download this at punkrockpreschool.com slash 009, get our freebie. It's a free 100, almost 100 pages of lessons, ideas for every week of the school year for 36 different themes. It's got literacy, math, socio-emotional standards to hit each week. It's got pretty much everything you need. I'm giving it away for free. Head to the punkrockpreschool.com slash 009, get our freebie, the full year curriculum plan. It's pretty awesome, I got to say. It's pretty awesome. And so one of the things that this curriculum focuses on is not just developing kids as students and great students and great people at school, but great people in general, great people in the world. So the first nine weeks, the first quarter of the year, not the entire first act, is week one is school, all about school. Then it's leadership and then it's teamwork, then it's leadership and confidence, then it's uh, the community, culture, travel, geography, weather, climate, geology. These are all things that are around kids all the time. And that's what we're focusing on. So school, you're in school, we're learning about school. You guys are in a team in the class, we're learning about that. You are a confident person. You are going to change the world. You're going to do incredible things when you 
set your mind to it. When you work hard and grow your brain and come to school happy and ready to go, that's what confidence and leadership looks like. That's what you're showing off right here. Then we go into community. So now you're saying, here's your community. We're learning all about the people in your community, the jobs in your community, where the school, the police, the fire department, the, the doctor, all these things, how they all fit into the community. And this is all relating to them. Then we start talking about travel and geography and going all around the world and traveling to different cultures and looking at all the diverse different cultures all over the world. So now students are discovering that they're basically going from the small, the localized classroom to school, school classroom me. Now we're going into the community. Now we're spreading out to the world. They're seeing that learning is everywhere. And then we talk about weather and climate and geology. So we're literally talking about the weather. So it's every day, sunny, that's something to learn. If it's rainy, if it's snowy, if it's windy, whatever, these there's reasons for that and we can learn about it. And it's all around us. Same thing with geology. We learn it's literally what the earth is made of. So you go outside, you look at the ground, you look at the trees, you look at the rocks. That is all stuff that can be learned. So they are discovering that learning is everywhere. And not just the thematic stuff, but also letters in math. When Whenever we watch something on YouTube or Netflix, or I have to look something up on my phone, I'm telling my students, hey guys, I'm, I can do this because I know my letters. I know how to spell, I know how to read, I know how to write. So I can find the things that I can show you and make, make school such an awesome place. So if you learn your letters, and if you learn math, you learn these things, you can do this stuff on your own too. So when we're looking stuff up on YouTube, I tell them, all you guys have to do is learn your letters and you can look this stuff up at home. You can find these awesome videos that we're watching and watch them yourself. But because learning is everywhere. It's in the real world, it's in your home, and nobody wants to be confused. Don't you wanna know how things work? Don't you wanna know how the world works? How you can get the things that you want way easier by learning to read and write and do all these different things in school makes your life way easier? Doesn't that sound better? Not knowing how things work sounds kind of scary. Knowing how things work sounds awesome. So kids are like, yeah, and if learning's all around me, then I better get to it. And so help them discover that strategy number three, learning is everywhere. Learning is all around them. So once they discover that and realize that, they're going to find learning opportunities everywhere as well. Strategy number four, discover the joy of learning. Tell your students that not only will learning be awesome for them, it will be fascinating for them. Not only will they be making connections and solving the big puzzle of the world by learning new things and putting each new piece into that puzzle, which is also a pretty awesome way to describe it and get the kids excited about the joy of learning, but also it just feels good to know stuff and to learn stuff. And if they don't get that right away, have them explain some of the most complicated stuff or not even the most complicated. Have them explain some of the coolest stuff that you've learned to older people. Tell them, go tell your parents, go tell the lunch ladies, go tell other teachers about metamorphosis, about symbiosis, about things that are photosynthesis, things that are big words, but kids can learn big words, things that will just impress other people because kids recognize different tones. They are very intuitive and they know when something they learned is really special. So when a kid, when a student goes up and says, oh, I know that that's the color blue, someone might say, wow, that's so great. How did, you, how did you know that? That is really, really something. But if they say plants get their food from the sun, it's called photosynthesis. People are gonna be like, what? Where'd you learn that? Who taught you that? How, how, does, how does a four-year-old know? And they're gonna recognize the difference in that. And they'll still feel good about saying that's the color blue, but they'll feel a lot better about that surprising piece of information that they knew. And that's part of the joy of learning not to do it for the reactions of other people, but just to recognize that you have something special, you have knowledge, 
and people are impressed by that and you should be feeling great about it too. So that's really a step that if kids aren't feeling great about just being, having knowledge and working hard, let them see how other people react to it so they understand how big of a deal it is that they are learning at the level they are. So help them discover the joy of learning and discover how big of a deal learning is too. Strategy number five and the last one at the end of the first act, discovering your potential. So we went through the whole year or this is the whole first half of the year. So in my class, we were learning all, we finished the whole alphabet. We finished our numbers. We finished counting to hundred. So then we were using the second half of the year to practice all those things that we learned, to practice using our letters to read, to write, to do all these things. Because learning letters, if there's no purpose to it, if kids can't see, oh, I'm going to actually be able to look those things up on YouTube, on Netflix, I'm actually, actually going to be able to use this stuff in my life to make my life better, then the direction that you're going with, you can teach all the letters, but if you don't get around to reading and writing or at least practicing that kind of stuff or encouraging students to start thinking about it themselves, then teaching those letters may not be as effective because kids don't know what to do with them. Kids don't have the tool, they don't know how to use them. But if you give them the tools to use all those letters, to use all the numbers and start creating their own ideas on how the world should work and how they can make the world a better place, and they use what they've learned to do it, then they're going to learn that stuff so fast. And so the whole first act of the year is getting that stuff down. And then I already told you what the first quarter was, those first nine weeks. The next part is all about the environment. We, we go from jumping into weather, climate, and geology into straight into the environment because now we're talking about saving the world, making it a better place. There's endangered species. There's pollutions. And kids get it. Kids, there's pollution. Uh, misspoke there. All right, pollution. Uh, kids get it. So they want to do something to fix it. They don't want to live in a nasty, dirty, polluted, just stinky world. They don't want that. They want to fix it. And so they will learn to read. They will finish learning their letters. They will finish learning their numbers so they can do something to fix it. So helping kids think that there are solutions to saving the world, to saving endangered species, have them think that out, they really start to believe in that process of saving the world. They discover their potential that they can do something. They can make a difference because they start forming their opinions and they, they really can. So by extension, not only do they believe they can save the environment because we're talking about the world, we're talking about the, the, the earth, we're talking about nature, that also translates to I can change the world. And that doesn't just mean changing the world in terms of the environment. They start to internalize that, that they can change the world in a lot of other ways. And that's what the next part of this series, Unlocking Your Potential, figuring out all the different ways through activism, through politics, through business, that people can, that, uh, through health and being a doctor, being a member of the community, different jobs that kids can have, which we talk about jobs here too, but different thing, different ways that kids can start using what they've learned and using the knowledge that they can change the world to start changing the world, to figure out here are the paths, here are the vehicles for me to start unlocking my potential, to start using this potential that I just discovered. And this is super powerful because kids now believe in their own potential to make a global impact. And then you've got a half a year left with them. Woo! You can imagine where it's going to go. But if you can't, stay tuned for the next two episodes. At the beginning of the episode, I asked, where do you want your students to end up when they leave your classroom? So if you're using the Bloom's Taxonomy, which I love, you can think of your year also, if you don't like the three-act structure, you can think of it as Bloom's. And the discovery part is the remember, understand, and apply. So beginning of the year, first part, they come in, they, are, they have to remember the rules, they have to remember the procedures, remember the expectations, remember the culture. Once they get that stuff down, then we can start learning about the world and then understanding, next step in Bloom's, 
a student's your, the student's role in the class, in the community, in the world. That's the community unit, the geography unit, the leadership unit, the teamwork unit. All that stuff builds on understanding your role in all these different communities that you're a part of. And then last, applying. What can you do to make the world a better place? That's the environment unit, and that's the last part of the first act. What can you do to make the world a better place? Here's all these problems in the world. Here's all these things that exist in the world. You have the power to fix it. You have the power to make a change. And believe. And then students start to believe in that and internalize it. And then we'll move on to the, to the later ones in the later parts of the series where students start to analyze the different ways that they can make, make a difference in the world, evaluate their favorite, favorite way, and then start creating all the ways that they can fix the world and, and use what they've learned to save the day, to finish the three-act structure, to finish the movie and save the day and, and uh, be the heroes. Actionable next steps. Where do you want your students? Ask yourself and write this out explicitly. Where do you want your students to be at the end of the year? That means socio-emotionally. That means friendship-wise. That means academically. That means critical thinking-wise. All these different things. Think about where the end goal is. What does the hero year look like? What does the year of your students, the perfect school year, where they grow, they learn, and they save the day at the end, they become the hero, they accomplish whatever it is that you want them to accomplish. What does that look like? Number two, what do you have to teach to get them there? What do you have to teach thematically, socially, academically? And as I said, you can download our free full year plan. It's 100 pages almost of just academic scaffolding, literacy, math, socio-emotional, gross, fine motor, and then 36 weeks of lesson plans on different themes, words of the day and questions of the day. And if you want the full ones, you can always buy the full curriculum with answers and everything fleshed out at our at our store because this is just, just a guide, but it's a really good guide to help you get to, to help your students discovering their potential. So st third step is once they discover their potential, help them unlock it, which part two is coming to soon. Act two of the school year, unlocking potential. Thank you for listening, and I hope you are one step closer to making the classroom of your dreams come true. Please follow us on social media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and our email list. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating, please, if you're enjoying what you're hearing. And send a message or tell me how how did you like this uh, part one? Are you excited for part two? Leave a comment saying uh, what you think you want to hear in part two, what you want to hear in part three, maybe something that I missed or didn't go over or wasn't as clear about in part one that I can spend some more time on in a later episode or in a blog, whatever, please let me know. What are your thoughts? How do you like the Punk Rock Preschool podcast so far? And to receive our free curriculum plan, go to punkrockpreschool.com slash 009, download the freebie, and that's pretty much it. Uh, like I said, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, tell us how things are going because we are here for you. I'm here for you. Let's work together to keep changing the world one classroom at a time. Until next time, keep rocking.